0: Here we are right now, and today I'd like to talk about the body. Experientially, of course, like we so often do when we're having such conversations. And the way I've been thinking about it recently is with this curious little question, Is the body a mystery? Do you know what your body is? And I mean your experience of your physical body without getting into some sort of esoteric theory about multiple bodies and what a body actually is. I mean just the physical body, just the sense of what it feels like to sit in a chair, to hear something, to touch something, to have feelings in your muscles and joints. And I've noticed that there is this curious little truth, there is this sort of sort of like a paradox or a sort of pair of things that go together, which is that the more aware of your body you are, or the, the deeper your sensitivity to the experience you're having in your body, the better you know it. And conversely, at the same time, the deeper you go into it and the more you know it, the more mysterious it becomes. (laughs) So the answer to this question, is the body a mystery, is really yes. The body is a mystery and it becomes more and more of a mystery the more we know about it. Now, let's look at this in some concrete ways. Let's look at this through some examples, through some illustrations to help sort of really hit home this idea. When we eat, there's an effect. Food goes in, goes through the digestive tract, and it's assimilated in some sort of way and processed in some sort of way through the body. And there's a feeling in the taste of it, there's a feeling in the effect of it, there's a feeling in the result long term, right? Whether you're putting on weight or you're losing weight, that's an effect that you feel which is not immediate and not directly correlated to the exact moment of eating. And we could even say that there's there's a kind of rolling timescale, right? There's the immediate feeling, there's the immediate experience of eating. And then there's the slightly longer result or effect of eating, which is once it's gone down into the stomach. And then there's the longer still effect after even more time has passed, which is How that body has, how that stomach and and the body has brought it into its other systems, the brain, the organs, the blood, and then longer still as to how that's been processed and either stored with certain chemicals or whatnot. And that's a kind of scale, right? And within all that, through all that, there's degrees of awareness. There are degrees of, well, how mystifying is it? How can we really make the connection? How do we really know? Because we don't really say, I feel fat because of a food that I've eaten. Now, it might be that we're making that connection. It might be that We're trying to bridge that difference (laughs) in our mind. But we don't say, oh, I've got this flubbery fat on my body because I ate a particular thing on that one particular moment. When we say we feel fat because of a certain thing that we've eaten. It's, be, it's really, we feel full in the stomach. We feel full because of the sensation in the stomach, the process of the stomach. And coming into this, actually inquiring into, well, what is it really like to taste something? What is it really like To notice the digestive process. What is it really like to be aware of how food affects the body? That is something that we grow into. We become more aware of. And as we do that, it actually becomes more mysterious. It becomes more like, there's more that I didn't know. There's more happening in this process than I can account for. This process is actually quite complicated, quite vast, quite intricate. The subtleties of flavors. The ranges of effects that food can have on your body. There's so much to it. And paradoxically, here's where the little trick of the answer to the question comes in. Paradoxically, as you are knowing more of this, and you're seeing more the effects of the food on your body, you actually understand more. It's almost like we need two two meanings of this word mystery. Is the body a mystery? Well, there's two meanings, which is that something is a mystery if you don't know anything about it. You're ignorant to it. It's a mystery to you if you are ignorant to you. If it is, if you are ignorant to it, if it is relating to you, you're relating to it out of ignorance, out of unawareness. If you're completely asleep to it, that's like one meaning of this word mystery. Is the body a mystery to you? Well, many of us, in many a way, yes it is. We are ignorant to it. We have no idea how the food is affecting us. With our second definition, or this other sort of split away side of the paradox, a mystery is mystical. It's psychedelic. It's colourful. It's beyond the words. It's poetic. It's intricate. It's detailed. It's got these different inflections. It's got these little variations. It's got things to explore. It's got wonder. It's got awe. It's got a whole range of things. It's mystical. It's the mystical world, right? The mystical jungle full of exotic creatures and plants. And as we become more aware of the body, well, the body becomes less of a mystery in terms of our ignorance and more of a mystery in terms of the mystical. And a great example of that is the food that we eat. How does the food affect you? How is it that you feel emotionally after you've had a certain food? How is it that you feel in your stomach when the food is in your stomach? And of course, this begins with taste. Really, if we were to go about this systematically, (laughs) we would have sort of a, a kind of compartmentalization of the process, right? And I mean, these three broad ones that I'm laying out are pretty good starting points, right? If you've got the taste of the food on your lips and your tongue, and then the stomach and the digestion, and then the long-term effect of how your body stores the fat or whatnot, then that's a good sort of, that's a good starting point, right? That's a kind of beginning to Getting to the point of the mystical, which is the experience that is far more beyond just these three broad steps in a in a vast process, right? And actually, that brings me to a whole other side to this. That brings me to this question of, well, what do you really know about your body? And to some extent, we know things about our body because of Our education, because of what we're told, because of knowledge rather than experiential inquiry. We are less ignorant about our bodies, meaning that it's less of a mystery because of the knowledge, because of the scientific explanations, right? This whole, this whole picture of Eating food and then it going down and then landing in a stomach and then going through intestines and through the liver and all the rest of it. That picture, that's, that's knowledge. That's scientific knowledge. That's not something that's experiential. Like, I've never seen my stomach. I've never seen my digestion system. and this picture this knowledge well it helps to sort of bring us to the understanding of the experiential it works there's there's better pictures and worse pictures of knowledge and how that coincides with experience personal subjective experience and of course that picture goes very deep right you can go and you can study digestion you can study anatomy and you can learn all the names of the different processes, the different chemicals, the different releases of chemicals. You can learn the different organs, all the subtleties of them, all the scientific names, right? There's this this huge literature on this. I don't know any of it. I don't know anything about it. I've never studied any of that. And you can look at nutrition, right? What a massive field that is. What does protein do? what do carbs do what does sugar do what do fats do what do processed foods do what does meat do what do plant-based foods do what sort of vitamins do you need you know this is this is this huge thing it is this huge literature and of course because we live in such an information saturated world it can be quite confusing because there's contradicting there's contradicting information out there. It's hard to get a really useful picture if you're going at nutrition in any sort of extensive way. But really, that's only half the story. That's only half the picture. Because of course, yes, we do want to have a knowledgeable explanation To bring us out of the ignorance of our bodies. But more importantly, I would say, is the experiential inquiry. How does it feel for you? And you do need to build awareness. To be able to get to a certain point. Where you can realize these things for yourself. And you can feel the effect of taking supplements. Or trying certain diets. Or eating at certain times of the day. It's not enough to just have a small amount of awareness to just sort of be... Like wishy-washy about it, you have to go deep into it, and it has to be ever evolving. Has to be a path that you continuously walk deeper into. Let's leave the digest, di- the digestion and eating example aside, and let's look at physical work. What makes you tired? How do you know when you have worked too much? How do you know when you are tired and you need rest? How do you know what it is that is causing you to feel tired? Now, this we can answer in two ways. We can say, well, there's something knowledgeable. There's something that's a rational explanation. There's the story. There's the so-called objective evidence. Which is that, well, I've worked a lot. I'm tired because I had a shift that was 8 hours, 10 hours. I'm tired because I was gardening. I was tired because I was doing this or that or whatever. And that's one side of it. The other side of it is, well, how do you really feel? How do you really sense what your tiredness is? And how do you sense that there's the connection between what you were doing and this state that you're in now? This condition that you're in now. How do you sense that experientially? And you can break that open by encountering someone who has a very different experience, right? <laughs> someone might say, well, I've just done a 10-hour shift, but I don't feel tired. I just spent four hours in the garden. And I don't feel tired at all. Might be that my feet are sore, but I don't feel tired might be that I feel stiff in a certain body part, but I don't really feel tired. I still have a lot of energy. And, of course, this whole thing of cross-referencing your own experience with other people's experience is a whole nother conversation. There's quite a lot in that. That's quite deep. That's another sort of component to this path of demystifying the body or going into a mystical experience of the body coming out of an ignorance of how it is to be in your body <laughs> maybe we can have a we can have a whole conversation just about that but initially at least at first we want to be inquiring for ourselves well, what is it that makes me tired and you can't Think about it. Any thought about it is going to be a story. That's going to be on the side of knowledge. That's going to be on the side of well, trying to give you a so-called. That's always under the delusion of so-called objective evidence. When you want to sense what it is that is making you tired, you have to sense it. In that sort of extrasensory sort of way. In that way that you work with awareness, with a meditative approach. So, work and tiredness and energy. How energized are you? That is a very big component of understanding the body. And really this goes into all aspects of the body. Do you feel strong? How do you know if you are strong? That's a good example because we can say, are you strong or are you not strong? And then we go to the gym and we see, well, how much weight can you lift? Now, of course, you see immediately that's that's relative to you, right? Because there's going to be some massive bodybuilder right next to you who can lift three times the amount that you can lift. And there's going to be someone else right next to you on the other side that can only lift half as much as you. Now, of course, you're going to sit somewhere in that spectrum. Maybe you're more towards the bodybuilder. But still, the question is, do you feel strong? Do you feel like you can lift a lot? And that's going to be relative to you. Right? That's going to be relative to your personal immediate subjective experience. And on the knowledge side of that, we're going to have the piece of paper which is written down. Okay, well, in week one, you were lifting X amount of kilograms and doing X amount of reps. And now it's week two, and you're lifting this amount of reps and this amount of weight. And in week three, we want you to be lifting this amount. So, objectively, you are going to be lifting more, so you will be stronger. But the question will remain, do you feel stronger? Now, of course, if you're following your workout regime, you will feel stronger, right? That's why we do these regimes. That's why we pump iron in such a way. It's because we feel the strength. We feel like, yes, I'm growing. I'm actually getting better. I can feel my strength. I feel strong. And yet, of course, it's also possible to do that just without even keeping track of how much you're lifting. You can feel strong without even going to the gym at all. If you're doing something that is physically strenuous and it's empowering to you because it means something to you, you will feel strong without even going to the gym. And this has a close Relationship with capability. Do you feel capable of doing something? And that's the difference between this sort of knowledge side, which is writing the reps on the piece of paper, and the subjective side, which is just... Asking yourself, honestly, do you feel strong? And then knowing through your own authentic awareness and your own perception of how you really are, of how to answer that honestly, to answer that accurately. Are you agile? Are you flexible? Are you relaxed? Relaxation is a good one. Because probably, probably never are we going to put some sort of scientific or objective measurement onto your body to tell you that you're relaxed. Right? You would, in that situation, you you wouldn't have any use to that. Like if we hooked you up to some sort of machine and that could somehow measure the tension in your muscles and your heart rate and your breath and your blood pressure, which these machines I'm sure do exist, And it was like, okay, well, your heart rate is this, your blood pressure is this, and we do all this, and your muscle tension is this, so you're very relaxed. It's like, you don't need to tell me that. (laughs) It doesn't even matter what the results are on that machine. Because if you feel relaxed, you're relaxed. If that's what you want, and that's what you've got, then you win. (laughs) If you're relaxed, you win it doesn't matter what some machine says or otherwise and really on all of this under all of these examples there is the deeper realization the deeper experiencing which is that do you know what you are experiencing And really, knowing is the wrong word. It's almost like we have to say, do you experience what you're experiencing? When you eat food, do you really experience it? When you work until you're tired, do you really experience it? When you feel strong or relaxed or agile, do you really feel it? And the deeper you go into those things, the more you realize that, well, you didn't actually even know to begin with. And if you take just one of these and push it to its extreme, you'll start to notice that. If you start to become stronger in your body, you will realize, ah, all this time I didn't really even know what it meant to be strong. This is really what it means to be strong. Now I'm really feeling strong. And then a little while along, You'll say, now this is really what it feels like to be strong. Now I'm really feeling strong. And then you might fall off track. You might have a low period. You might think, oh, I'm not, I'm not like I used to be. I'm not doing quite as well at pumping iron as I used to be. How do I get back to that feeling? How do I get back to feeling strong? And in that, you will start to have been becoming more aware of really what it is to be strong. What is the experience of being strong? And if you take that further and further and further, it will become more and more mystical. So, is the body a mystery? Well, yes. It's a mystery in two ways. It's a mystery in that we are ignorant to what it is. And what this exact experience is. And yet also, it's mystical. In that the more we discover the experience and the less ignorant we are, the more psychedelic and multidimensional it becomes. And that really is experiencing on a deeper level. So, that's a few thoughts from today. Please do leave me a comment. Share your favorite episode with a friend. Check out some of the links in this video. There will be a lot to explore. I've got plenty of content to discover. So go ahead and take your time with some of that. And thanks very much for tuning in. We'll be back very soon with more.